Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. On this episode of the Deep Dive series, we will talk about transitions. In Grapeseed, we use the word transitions to talk about moving our students from one learning area of the classroom to another. This is usually moving students to and from chairs in front of a whiteboard to a seated carpet area in the corner of the classroom, although your specific classroom might be different. I have seen classrooms big enough to support three or even four learning areas in the classroom. More isn't always better, but having at least two is very helpful for student learning. Why is this? It is important to remember the age of our students. We aren't teaching high school or college students. Our kids won't sit perfectly still and remain focused for a full 40-minute lesson. They need to move, and it's easy to see when they do. They'll start shifting around in their chairs or turn to their friends and start playing instead of looking at the teacher or the materials. The short attention span and the need for movement can be a struggle for teachers if they are always reacting to student lack of focus. If you're transitioning after you notice student attention slipping, you're typically already too late. Students have lost focus and now you're struggling to regain it. The better approach is to know that your students need to move and give them those chances to do so before they begin to lose focus. Your class can then continue smoothly without the bump on the road of you having to try to regain focus after it has been lost. Ideally, you would incorporate movement into your lessons just before each time your students lost focus. In practice, though, this can be tricky. Student focus isn't an hourglass where you can watch the grains of sand fall and know exactly when time is up. Another point to consider here is the quality of the movement you incorporate into your lessons. For example, every five minutes you could allow your students to run around the classroom for 30 seconds. Sure, they get some movement in, but that random form of movement has such wasted potential. What if, instead of letting your students run around like crazy, you use that movement in your lessons to target specific learning objectives, especially things where using movement is ideal? Going back to our previous example, if you let students randomly run around for 30 seconds every five minutes, that's over three minutes of time in a 40-minute lesson you lose on teaching uptime. As always, Grapeseed Design has you covered primarily on two fronts here. We have action activities that target specific learning objectives that incorporate a lot of movement. So instead of the random running around, you are still providing movement to help refocus your students while also keeping that teaching uptime going. Students are learning while doing action activities as opposed to taking a break from learning by running around. The other way Grapeseed has you covered is that the lesson plans themselves not only guide you with what to teach and how to teach it, it also has scheduled transitions built in to help guide you on the proper timing to use them before students begin to lose focus. This, combined with the planned variety of components also incorporated into the lesson plans, is a very underrated feature of Grapeseed design. You will often notice that a transition is followed by a shared reading poem or a story. That's not a coincidence. Poems and stories typically require greater student focus than other component types, like songs. So to prevent loss of focus in your students, the Grapeseed curriculum team has planned for movement beforehand to help assist you. 
In the time before lesson plans, teachers would have to consider this as they planned their own lessons, but now this is taken care of for you. If you look through your lesson plans in units 1 to 15, you will see the transitions typically come with a command to give to your students to do as they move from one learning area to another. These instructions are made up of vocabulary and expressions students are learning in the current unit or reviewing language they have learned in previous units. This is especially great because students will get to hear the vocabulary and expressions used in different contexts than the materials themselves. One great example is Unit 1, Lesson 16's lesson plan. The first transition here says, boys and girls, hop on the floor. Now hop away. For those of you versed in Unit 1, you can see all the connections this has with other language in the materials. To name a couple, our students hop like rabbits in the action activity, hop like a rabbit. The elephants, kangaroos, and monkeys do their actions on the floor in the song Five Little Elephants. They also go away doing those actions as well. As you can see, the vocabulary and expressions students are learning in the components themselves will be reassembled here in transitions, almost like Lego. You can break them down and reassemble them in different ways, showing students how to use the language that they are acquiring. Once you move on to the higher units, like 16 and above, you will notice that your transitions are planned in, but there are no specific directives to give to your students, just a target time. Here, you can really bring your own creativity. What is a concept your students are learning that they may need a bit more exposure to? What is something they learned a unit or two ago that they are having trouble using now? The answers to those questions are all great things to put into making effective transitions. Shoot for time efficiency with high educational value and addressing the needs of your class. So we know what transitions are, why we use them, and how Grapeseed's design helps assist you. Let's move on to actually doing these in your class. I would like to share a few ideas on some extra elements you can incorporate to make these high-value transitions even more valuable. For these examples, we will use the possible transition of fly to your chairs. The first idea is using transitions to reward and encourage good classroom management. So instead of simply saying fly to your chairs, you can say, who is sitting nicely? Oh, Bobby is sitting nicely. Bobby, fly to your chair. Imagine what this will do. Your whole class surely wants to fly to their chairs. It's fun. But Bobby was chosen to do it first because he was sitting nicely. What will your other students do? Some will get it right away and sit nicely too. Then you can say, oh, Kevin and Jane, you are sitting nicely too. Fly to your chairs. By this point, your whole class will know what you are going for and will probably sit very nicely. Through this example, not only have you given multiple exposures to the command you are using, you've also encouraged your entire class to have better behavior. Over time, they will learn that their better behavior results in positive, beneficial things to happen to them as opposed to only negative things happening when they aren't behaving. As your students get older and their English foundation grows and solidifies, you can give more specific directions to these transition commands to really challenge their listening. Things like, if you are wearing pink socks, fly to your chair. Or, if you are five years old, fly to your chair. 
This idea comes with the benefit of you noticing more things about your students and them feeling special and noticed as an individual in your class. You can even add in conditions that don't apply to your students to see if they are really listening. For example, you can scan the room, notice no one has on black socks, and say, if you have black socks, fly to your chair. Occasionally, you can even ask your students to give a command. It is time to go to our chairs. Bobby, what should we do? Early on, you may have to list a few choices, like, should we fly to our chairs, run to our chairs, hop to our chairs? And Bobby will choose the one he likes best and probably just say, run. But over time, your students will know what you are asking for, and they will come up with really creative stuff. With any of these ideas, you'll want to stick with the target time for transitions given in your lesson plan. These can all quickly get out of hand if you aren't careful. Imagine having 20 students in a class and calling them individually to transition. That would take too long. Remember to keep these short, but high impact, and you'll be very effective with transitions. In the digital content section of the portal, under general and then all, you can find the guide to transitions document. This is an excellent primer on what we have covered here and more, so I would encourage you to check it out. What have been some of your favorite and most effective transitions? I would love to hear about those or even funny stories that have happened in your classes. Send them in to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. As always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.